Hi everyone and welcome to the latest edition of the Mercia Podcast. Today we'll be discussing COVID-19 and how this has affected PIIs. We'd like to welcome John from Brunel's who will be offering us an insight and advice on the subject. Can you introduce yourself and your role at Brunel's? Of course I can. So, uh, hi Polly. Um, my name's John Filer. I'm one of the directors of uh, Brunel Professions. Um, we are insurance brokers and we specialise specifically in uh, professional indemnity insurance and other professional liabilities such as directors and officers, cyber insurance and uh, financial lines liabilities. Fantastic. So, can you give me any indication of the current PII market? Yes, of course. So, um, as many of the listeners may or may not have experienced, the uh, professional indemnity market as a uh, wider marketplace has been struggling for some time now. Uh, For many, many years, uh, the marketplace has been experiencing what is known as a soft market. So what's happening in a soft market is there's lots of competition. That competition has driven down prices um, and allowed insurers to add in lots of extra benefits and additions to policy wordings. Unfortunately, though, back in 2017, uh, Lloyds of London experienced uh, one of their worst claim year records um, of all time. Um, That is largely due to um, sort of global issues such as um, international wildfires that have happened in in, in other countries, um, things like hurricanes and natural disasters, which have caused mass um, reconstruction of um, of towns and villages, which ultimately has ended up being sort of uh, the bill footed by by insurers. Um, for those of you who don't know, the Lloyds of London market is a collection of syndicates that are funded by investors. And those syndicates sort of filter out a number of the insurance policies that you may be used to sort of purchasing day to day. And um, they did a thorough review of how those syndicates operate. Um, and as I say, in the global marketplace, we've had all of these major issues. But if we just specifically look at the UK, Professional indemnity was found to be one of the top three worst performing classes of insurance. Um, And what's occurred in our professional indemnity market since that review happened in sort of late 2017 and into 2018 is that a number of insurers have had to justify um, all of their uh, routes to providing a quote um, and all of their distribution channels, which is um, led to a number of those channels being closed off. Um, As I say, professional indemnity hasn't been performing that well. Um, So we found that a number of insurers have left the marketplace altogether and no longer quote for professional indemnity insurance. Um, That's the wider market. If we actually look specifically at accountants, um, in the main, there are certain areas which are um, are getting impacted worse, um, which we can go on to in a bit. But it's specifically the construction market, which has really, really suffered, um, as well as um, financial advisors um, and some legal practices. Fantastic. Interesting stuff. So you touched on it in a moment ago, um, but you do you think it is going to get worse? And do you think this will impact on renewals for accountants? Okay, so um, clearly we've now been hit with a a totally new um, 
issue in the coronavirus um, pandemic, which is um, affecting all of us. Yeah, the insurance market has been impacted by the coronavirus as well in terms of everybody getting home to work from home, all of those uh, changes in working environments, um, but also um, a more tentative approach to underwriting from the insurers. Um, What we're finding is that um, a number of our insurers are looking to protect their renewal book and are not necessarily actively looking to write new business. Um, There's also a common theme amongst insurers to ask for um, some sort of coronavirus planning report or even a coronavirus questionnaire, which asks firms to provide some detail into how they've been impacted, whether they've had to furlough staff, what they see as the future business um, issues which may be caused by the pandemic and how maybe it's impacted turnover. Um, just to see, I guess, whether firms may or may not put themselves into a position where they take more risks as a result of having been uh, um, left heavily dented by what's occurred. Um, But in all, I think the hard market that we're in with professional indemnity, where I spoke about soft market earlier, where there's loads of options, driving price down and, and expanding coverage, the hard market has a reduced number of options, which therefore increases the price. And um, and then some of the little benefits of the policy wordings get taken out. Um, accountants, it is particularly on certain areas and certain sizes of practices where, they, where they're suffering. Um, so there's a lot that people that can do um, to be aware of where they sort of sit in that. Okay, so how do you suggest people prepare? Um, the first one would be to um, to take the renewal relatively seriously this time round. And I'm not saying that firms or individuals don't take it seriously, but um, it has been for firms that have got relatively benign claims experience and have got a long-standing relationship with their broker and insurer. The renewal process has previously been relatively straightforward. Completion of the same forms as last year, um, terms have either gone gone down in some instances or or stayed relatively similar. So for your own budgeting and forecasting, there's been no worries um, in in how you approach your renewal. Um, There will, will of course, have been some that have been impacted at the last renewal by the hardening of the market. Mm -hmm. This time around, I would say just to um, firstly, ask your broker very early on whether your insurer is still in the market. Um, and whether they are still going to, whether they're actually going to provide you with a renewal quote, that's a really important part because that can formulate the whole journey of how your renewal goes. Um, so with that, you're just going to start early. Um, and there's a variety of um, of um, time frames that we would suggest. Um, I'd give a little very um, basic guideline for firms, but I would say if you've got one to three partners and you turn over um, less than a million pounds, then uh, starting conversations with your broker about four to six weeks before renewal and then getting your renewal forms to them with about three weeks to go should suffice. Um, if you have four to ten partners and you're turning over less than five million, I would say 
um, that you can you need to take a little bit longer. Probably speak to your broker about six to eight weeks out and get your forms in with at least four weeks to go. Um, anything above 11 partners and turning over 5 million should um, be looking no later than than 12 weeks to start the conversation with your broker and have your forms in with eight weeks to go um, to allow the broker enough time to approach all the insurers and uh, and get the correct message across about your business. Absolutely. Okay. Are there particular areas of work where you should explain better as part of a renewal? Um it, again, this depends upon the complexity of your firm and the work that you're doing. Um, I certainly feel that um, there are some areas which do need a good amount of explanation. Typically, um, there's been additional questionnaires on whether firms have um, any exposure to tax planning or have introduced their clients to any tax schemes, which could be deemed as tax avoidance. Those um, questions and questionnaires haven't gone away. So uh, making sure that you are open and honest and clear on what the difference is between being a, an introducer that earns commission and is actually suggesting their client goes with something rather than an introducer that just says, well, look, I know of someone if you're if you're struggling to find somebody, but I don't have any terms of engagement with you, Mr. Client. That's between you and the, and the, and the firm. If you so wish to explore that option, there's a very different um stance from the insurers on that um any practice that has their own financial advisor as a secondary arm will uh, no doubt be used to having to um, be careful with where they draw the lines and typically they will have separate insurance already but again defining that in detail is worthwhile um smaller practices are relatively un unaffected um People who are paying premiums up to sort of £5,000 are unlikely to have any major jolts because they're, uh, they're sort of deemed to be at the lower risk sector. And unless they have started wildly changing their, 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 their core business, then that sort of still remains the same. Um, more of your sort of mid-corporate firms and firms that get involved in um, stuff outside the norm of sort of basic um, tax work and bookkeeping are ones where you know you might have to be careful and the premiums could be jolted in this current market space um, but I'll go back to the idea that if your current insurer is still providing quotes then you're in a very good position um, they're not generally tending to be impacted too much um, uh, at that sort of primary layer level um, but if they're out of the market, then you might find yourself having to pay a higher premium to, to find a new insurer this year. Okay. Um, but there are a few things that people can do to negate that. And as we start getting into the larger mid-corporate firms, where uh, whereby maybe you have had some claim experience in the past and those claims have been... Uh, what the insurance market would deem significant and generally that tends to be at least £25,000 in payout across um, claim and defence costs. Um, those sort of less than £100,000 which have got a one which are just a one-off can be re relatively well argued by the broker but if you've had multiple claims and any that are significant six-figure claims then these are being um, dragged back up again now where you may have found that for the last few renewals you've sort of not had to provide much detail the insurers are 
uh, are getting the microscope out again on some of those circumstances. Um, so you can consider a few areas to help with the premium increase, something like increasing your excess level, um, whereby uh, if at the moment your excess is 5,000, perhaps you could consider increasing it. It would have to be significant to have an a, a, a impact on the premium. You might want to even consider whether you could possibly increase that to something like 25 or, or 20. Um, you can consider your limit of indemnity. A number of firms that we've worked with have carried 20 million limit of indemnity for a long time. And actually, the contracts and the deals that they've carried that 20 million for or 50 million for, depending on, on who they are, have don't actually really need that much cover. But to add that much cover on hasn't been that expensive in the past. Well, those extra layers of cover to increase your premium above the sort of statutory requirements is is now also suffering. So if you could consider maybe reducing your um, cover from, say, 20 million down to 10 million, you could find yourself saving 15, 20,000 pounds at the renewal if that's something that you feel um, is not a major exposure for you anymore. Um, but yeah, those premiums are, are going up. You might well have been used to paying six or seven grand for that in the past and it could now be worth sort of 20 25,000 uh, or wow. more depending upon your um your your business and what and all the, all of the things that are in the proposal forms that that sort of uh, um are used to equate what your um, premium might be great so what's brunel's approach to helping firms Communication is the key one, really. Um, we've always been pretty active in um, getting lots of um, news articles and stories which we write in-house or or, um, or have third parties provide us with a little a bit of extra support on. Um, claims is really important, um, and particularly if you have any claims that are currently ongoing. Um, it's that, this, that picture that you deliver to the insurers from the office is really vital. So if we've got any clients that have got open claims, then we'll work with them straight away to get a clear and concise picture of where the claims are um, prior to us approaching the market. So that's certainly something to consider is getting a claim summary reports from your broker so that we know how much has been paid out, what the suspected potential yeah. liability is to the market, or even more importantly, if claims that were made have come to nothing, um, insurers will keep those claims open and give the, um, the, the, the firms that are making the claim plenty of time to, to come back with reasons why it should actually press forward. Um, and generally, that tends to be as long as two years that claims can be made open for, even though they are deemed to be relatively dormant. So if there is an opportunity for you to get claims closed off and confirmed, that's important because they might have shown a claim reserve of 150,000, but actually it's gone away now and we can get that closed off. Um, so, yeah, what we're doing, we're, we're um, communicating with our clients regularly and openly. Um, we are sticking with those guidelines, which I set out earlier, as to how early on you need to approach your insurer. And if there are any complications in, with the renewal, then we are then we're being um, very open with our clients to let them know that and giving them all of the best um, advice that we can as to how we can sort of negate these tricky waters. Um, but I, I will I will also sort of refer back. 
there are many firms that are not experiencing this. Um, a lot of the smaller practices and the practices that are in the sort of classically low risk areas are probably continuing to see relatively similar premiums to they have in the past. Accountants as an industry is not as wildly affected as 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 I mentioned, like the construction industry is where there's where there's major problems in their insurance market. But um yes, yeah, certainly um as you get into anything that's outside of the lower risk categories, if you've got claims and if you are in the sort of mid corporate or, or big firm category, then then you um you may well see some uh, some hikes in premiums and some difficulties whether that be it takes longer to get a quote than normal or even the worst case scenario of you're struggling to get cover that 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 is something that's occurring fantastic well john it was a pleasure having you on today yeah no thank you polly um it's it was a pleasure to be on and um brunel are, are really um are really excited and happy to be working with mercia um we're very proud to have been um linked with you guys as your sort of um a broker of choice in the marketplace and uh, hopefully we can add value to all of your clients moving forward be that through podcasts like this which may be useful or or in fact if they wish to sort of bend our ear on their own renewals and see if there's something that we can do to help we're we're absolutely available absolutely so how would you suggest people get in touch so uh, there's a variety of ways. Um, there is a dedicated email address, which is mercia at brunelpi.co.uk. So that will go straight into our Mercia team at Brunel, who okay. will um, get in touch um, straight away and and um, find out how we can help. Um, also, we've got our main line number. Um, Brunel have got offices throughout the uh, throughout the UK, um, but Bristol is our head office. So the uh, the mainline number 0117325224 will uh, will get you through to the correct team. Um, and uh, yeah, there's links on the Mercia website. You can find us on our website at brunalpi.co.uk. Um, and otherwise, I'm sure um, you'd have heard of us and, and maybe have a contact here already if you've had a quote from us before. Fantastic. <clears throat> right. So um, we'll speak to you soon, John. Thank you for coming on today. Brilliant. Thanks, Polly. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye.